the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And the, uh, the private citizens won great victories all across the country. Uh, we will see whether they can be overturned in another coup attempt by Democrat Party vote fraud operatives. And what struck me is just how absolutely in your face, not hiding it, not concealing it, in your face, we're stuffing the ballot box, and there's not a thing you can do about it. Uh, we'll see I about think the, the country. I think the country is suffering with an extreme case of IBS this week. Irritable ballot syndrome. Hmm. So anyway, to help us unpack that. <laughs> what? I thought that was pretty good. As a guy that suffers from irritable bowel uh, disease, um, I thought irritable ballot syndrome was a, was an, was a good uh, description of that. Let's get Ed Dang, Ring, our yeah. guest's opinion on that. Yeah, Ed Ring is co-founder of the California Policy Center and a great writer and, and speaker. We've had him on the show before, and he... Uh, had linked to me an article that uh, that uh, prompted the the last minute invitation to him today on this subject. Um, Ed, what do you? How do you how do you see what's happening before our eyes? Well, I think it's something that we saw coming, and the article that I uh, referenced, I didn't write. Michael Ampton did, and people should recognize his name. Michael Ampton actually writing anonymously at the time wrote the article called The Flight 93 Election, which was arguably one of the most influential uh, essays written during the 2016 campaign, where he basically compared uh, the country to Flight 93, where if you do nothing, the plane's going to crash. And if you try to you know, take the cockpit over again and regain control of the cockpit, you might have a chance. And the... Uh, the reasoning that he uh, brought forward in that article made, made quite an impression on me and I think millions of other people uh, where he described what's happening in America with the left and the, the choices that we face, which he basically boiled down to globalism versus uh, nationalism. What he wrote recently, you know, whenever I see anything by Michael Anton, I, I pay attention. And because of that first story where I learned about you know, his wisdom. It's called Game On for the Coup. And I think it's the best summary I've found uh, talking about what's going on right now. And he, you know, goes through all kinds of facts, uh, state by state, uh, talking about how it's inexplicable that some of the things they're coming up with in these counts uh, could possibly be genuine. Uh, you know, he looks at things like the performance in Ohio, Iowa, South Carolina, Texas, and then says, why is it when he's crushing his 2016 performance in these states, Florida as well, 
neighboring states, which happen to be controlled by Democrat government governors, are having cliffhangers. It, it doesn't make any sense for Trump to be doing so well in Ohio and so marginally well in other Midwestern states, so well in Florida and so close in Georgia. So that's that's the first thing that you notice in that article. Then he talks about how the the counting just suddenly stopped in the wee hours of the night. And then all of a sudden ballots are found and early totals, which had Trump ahead, are changing. And they're changing by as much as 100 percent. And there's several examples of this. He brings up one, which is was exposed by Nate Silver, who is, is not a Trump fan. Uh, and that journalist uh, observed a, a tranche quote of 23,277 votes that turned up in Philadelphia all for Biden. And, and again, there, this is one example of many where things are happening are statistically impossible. They're just absolutely impossible. Then there's turnouts, and we've seen this before, but it's happening everywhere right now. You're seeing turnouts where they're breaking all records, 85% for Joe Biden in Milwaukee, when even Obama only got 71 percent, uh, 2016, uh, Hillary versus Trump, it was only 61 percent. Seven Milwaukee precincts re- returned more votes than they have registered voters. Turnout in Wisconsin overall, 90 percent. Uh, this kind of stuff is really, it's almost impossible. Then he tells the story of 1960, uh, where in Cook County, they were able to find votes to put Kennedy just over the top. And he says, that's what's happening here. And, and here, you know, let's step back from Michael Anthony and just think about this for a moment. How much has really changed? I mean, how has human nature changed? How, has corruption gone away? Has something happened that makes it so transparent nowadays that there's no way that things like this could happen? And does this have to be coordinated from the top? It Antifa is not coordinated from the top, for example. Antifa is a decentralized organization that's still able to, you know, do a very impressive job of coordinating their effort. You could almost argue that with the power of the Internet and the way people are able to communicate in so many different ways now, it's easier to just have an understanding. You don't have to have a conspiracy. And imagine the position that people that might find out about corruption, which is decentralized, so you can always find one and say it's not representative of what's happening everywhere. Think about someone who notices corruption, the position that they're in. There are Antifa cells in every city in America, and those people are ready to retaliate. There's all kinds of uh, reasons why somebody might be very intimidated from exposing this. Well, if you're an employee in the registrar's office or the post office, uh, your job. And you could lose your job, of course. You know, there's examples where the post, uh, and we've seen, you know, it could be a deep fake. We don't know what's true nowadays, but there's photographic evidence and eyewitness testimony that the postmasters in some of these states are put are backdating the stamps on the envelopes. They're saying leave them blank so that we can hand stamp them November 3rd. And then, of course, in, this is unbelievable. It's true, but it's unbelievable. In, in, in um, Pennsylvania, as you know, they're saying the signatures don't have to match. 
there doesn't have to be a postmark and anything that they can find within three days of November 3rd counts. I mean, what on earth more do you need to swing an election by stacking ballots? Was it James O'Keefe that uh, had the post work postal worker uh, in an, in a disguised voice saying that they were ordered to find every ballot on November fourth and backdate them to November third? That was a order by the by the supervisor. But I think even stepping back and looking at the history since Donald Trump won the primary in for for and to be the Republican. Uh, candidate in the 2016 election is when Hillary Clinton launched the famous Russian dossier with the help of uh, Fusion GPS. Back in mm-hmm. back in that day was the beginning of the uh, long term assault on what became the presidency of Donald Trump. So you had that in the campaign in the in during the campaign. Then it converted over to the Mueller investigation. Then it turned into the impeachment effort. Then it turned into, of course, COVID-19, the lockdown and the uh, extraordinary finger pointing at Donald Trump. We would be foolish to think that in the election that we could expect no less from the left's machine in processing ballots. Coincidentally, all of the states we're talking about have administrations on the ground that are run by Democrats. We would be stupid to think that they would step back and go, let's have a free and fair election because that's what we need to do. This is the ultimate opportunity that they have under the cover of darkness to effectively remove Donald Trump from the picture. We would be foolish to think that there would be anything less than rampant fraud at whatever level that they can get it done at in order to completely upset the vote of the people. Well, I think you're right. You know, I think it would have been a close election, uh, and, and we can't say with any absolute certainty that uh, Trump would have won. But what we know is that he, he can't win if this is permitted to because And they've been True. on record and said it over and over again that they're going to do whatever it takes to make sure he doesn't get reelected. So as you say, why not take them at their word? The, the thing that's, uh, you know, there's a lot that's really frightening about this. Uh, the corruption, obviously, is, is something that we should be bothered by. But look at how much support they're getting. Look at what's happening with uh, big tech censorship. Michael Anton's story was being removed from the Internet by Twitter uh, for about 12 hours. And then I guess they looked up Claremont Institute and realized that they'd better not censor this one. Uh, so now it, it stands. But, of course, the tweets don't have any reach, even though the link doesn't uh, get blocked anymore. And, and that's just one example. We know how much is happening from big tech. We also know that it appears there's so much evidence that strong, powerful elements of the federal intelligence community – are trying to get Trump out of office. We know that uh, most of the big donors, most of the big corporate donors, most of the big individual donors are backing Democrats. We know that Wall Street's given most of their money to the Biden campaign. Obviously, big tech is giving you know their billions and billions. That's all going to Democrats. Why is this? Democrats are supposed to, you know, in the in the good old days, stand up for the downtrodden worker. 
you know, they were supposed to stand up for free speech. You know, there was, what, Free Speech Park in Berkeley back in the 1960s. There, there's something happened. You know, Donald Trump became the president of the forgotten working Americans. And, and, and somehow that, that fact, which everybody knows is why he got elected, has been transmuted into some, you know, white racial racism and resentment. And no, no, you know, it's still the Democrats that are the party of the working man. Well, why is that? The Democrats are the party of exporting jobs, importing welfare cases, and taking money from Wall Street and high-tech billionaires. Now, how on earth do they, can they still get away with this? And, of course, the only way they get away with it is by accusing uh, Republicans of being racist and, and sexist. You know, Joe Biden claims to be the be the man from Scranton, well, and he does that from the basement of his multi-million dollar mansion, one of his multi-million dollar mansions. But let's hear from Joe Biden on the subject of vote fraud. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. So did Joe Biden let it slip, the truth? Is he slipping or both? <laughs> well, we, well, we know that President uh, candidate Biden is slipping. There's no question that he's, he's slipping. You know, and that's something that's really pathetic because, it, it, you know, there's nothing better that the Democrats could have come up with there's no candidate that they, they could have found to represent their party than Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a, a shell of a man. And throughout Joe Biden's career, he, he's been known as kind of the guy that you got to watch what, you know, don't be careful how much you let him say, because he's always going to spit out something embarrassing. And, you know, Joe Biden is the guy that, as you say, gotten rich, uh, by being a politician. Donald Trump, for all that you can say about his personality and about his background, he got rich in the private sector. He didn't get rich by making deals and then bringing his friends in behind. I mean, you didn't mention, you mentioned a whole list of scandals. The, what about the laptop from hell? What about that scandal that was entirely repressed? That's such powerful evidence of the life of Joe Biden, the kind of politician and the kind of man that Joe Biden is. This is somebody who got rich working the political system, not getting rich in the competitive free market. Absolutely. Joe, 10% for the big guy, Biden. And in my view, and I'll give an article in your limited time, we want to get to your article, Ed, is this attempt to steal the election can not stand. Our side cannot let this stand. And if we do, they're going to repeat it. The republic will fall apart when people believe the election system is corrupt. We need, coming out of this, we need to develop and implement a trust but verify election system that both ensures and assures the election will be honest. We need to take a quick break here. And I'm here from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. 
By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9290, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office in the country this week, the voter, but in most weeks, the cal- the uh, the citizen of America. We have right now with us Ed Ring. He was a founding member of the California Policy Institute. He is with us now. We've been talking about an article uh, that he feels very highly about, Game On for the Coup by Michael Anton. His article, written November 5th, California's one-party state, the blue wave machine, also has a number of critical observations in it about this particular election. Tell us what, in essence, your article uh, is is referencing regarding this election. Well, it's making the point that while we've got all of these corrupt urban machines uh, throughout the rest of the country and probably uh, down in L.A. and elsewhere as well, but the point wasn't about that so much as there's a an alliance that's been formed between the this great bastion of progressive power, which is California, and the corrupt urban machines in the rest of the country. And what California brings to that alliance is the most, uh, by far, the most overwhelming financial advantage in politics that I think we've ever seen because of two factors. First of all, the public sector unions in California collect and spend nearly a billion dollars every single year in membership dues, which, of course, are funded by taxpayers. And they are overwhelmingly uh, 90 to 99 percent, depending on which union, uh, favoring Democrats. And they they don't use all of that money for politics. They only use, you know, one third or one half of it when you take into account all of the public education that doesn't explicitly get classified as political spending. That's, you know, so that's at least a half a billion dollars every election cycle that they're deploying in politics. That's that's a, just an absolute pile of money. But added to that is this new and unbelievable financial wealth uh, from the high-tech community, and and that's multiple billions of dollars, and, of course, the influence that the big tech social media, uh, and search monopolies have on, on political discourse. So you take that in California, and you, you match that with these machines in the rest of the country, and you have something that's very hard to stop. And here in California, it is a one-party state already. They don't have to spend all of that money in California, but they spend whatever it takes. And what we're seeing you know, people are encouraged by the possibility, and it's only a possibility, that Republicans are going to recover two congressional seats. 
That means they're going to go from 7 out of 53, best case, to 9 out of 53. So that you, know, you have this amazingly powerful Democratic Congressional Caucus in Washington, D.C. And then in the, in the state uh, legislature, what we're seeing in the Senate is maybe we're going to have nine out of 40 uh, senators that are going to be Republican. And if we're lucky, we'll have 20. We're probably going to have 19 out of 80 assembly members who are Republican. That's a three-quarters. They call that a mega-majority. It's three-quarters of, of both houses are controlled by Democrats. You know, and then you look at the – this wasn't in the article, but just look at what's happening in Los Angeles. Uh, the Demo- three Democrats, and I, I don't have their names at my fingertips ex- except for that guy, Gausson, who's running for district attorney in Los Angeles County, looks like he's going to win. They also have a candidate – that's going to be on the board of supervisors and a candidate that's going to be elected to the city council. All three of these candidates are Bernie Sanders uh, endorsed, you know, ultra progressives. And, you know, with the time we've got left, I just want to try to make one more point, which mirrors what we talked about earlier in the, in the country. And that's this, the progressive party is, is an absolute fraud if they're trying to represent themselves as representing uh, poor people and working people, because the money that's going into that party is coming from the wealthiest people in the world. And the things that they're doing in terms of policy, and the homeless crisis is the perfect example and a big one, is, is benefiting their bureaucracies, and even more, it's benefiting corrupt developers who want everything to cost too much, who don't ever want to solve these problems, who are building homeless housing that on average is costing more than a half a million dollars a unit. And they're using homeless people that, that are getting funneled into certain communities to destroy those communities so that they can go in and redevelop them and put in high-density, subsidized housing. This State is run by politicians that have made it, thanks to progressive ideology, impossible for anybody to profitably build affordable housing without subsidies. And they've, they've ruined the housing market by doing this, and then they're using that to get even more power and to get even more wealth. That's what's really going on in California. Progressive ideology is a fraud. One of the things that's I've known over the years has gotten getting worse and worse is that Democrat Party policies hurt their most loyal voters the most. California has the highest cost of living poverty in the country, yet the Republican Party, and maybe it's in part due to the nature of the California Republican Party, has been unable to in any way break through that and say, you guys are getting screwed by the Democrats that you're voting for. Well, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that's the one place where maybe there's some hope. The facts are on our side. And the people, if we can get through to them, are on our side. And the policies that would save California have to violate all of these pieties, you know, the most specifically, I guess, the climate change. It's simply, even if you believe in climate change, it's simply not true 
that by expanding our cities so that we can have more entitled land that is permitted to have single-family housing developments, that's what will take pressure off the housing market. They claim that's going to cause climate change. They're wrong. Even if you believe in all of the theories about climate change, there are not any strong arguments. There's not a lot of challenges to the arguments they're making, which is the problem. They pay somebody to do a study that says if you build a suburb on the outskirts of town, it's going to cause too much green. That's simply not true. These premises have to be broken, and then working and poor Californians will start rejecting this progressive fraud. Ed, we are out of time up against a hard break here, and I appreciate your work as well as being on our show today and your observations. And I know you have another commitment to get to, so thank you, and stay tuned for the second half of Unite, i.e. Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the Democrat Party fraudster. Uh, We just had a good discussion of that with uh, Ed Ring in our first half. And we're going to turn now to some more looking into what happened here in California. And some good news and some bad news and some uh, probably worse news, uh, which which will probably be forthcoming. I think for me, the best news is the solid defeat of Proposition 16, which was going to legalize government-sanctioned racial and ethnic discrimination. The Democrats put that on the ballot in the legislature in light of the uh, Black Lives Matter explosion and movement and thought they were going to take advantage of that to repeal Proposition 209, which prohibited those things. Uh, But the California voters saw through that, and even in overwhelmingly Democrat California, they voted it down. Right now it's losing 55 to uh, 44. 56 to 44. And so I'm, I'm, I'm gratified at that because there was very little money in the uh, no on 16 campaign, but California voters did the right thing there. 
I think largely all across the 12 propositions that were on the ballot, California voters got the majority right. You liked the outcome of 16. That one was important to you. The one that was important to me was Proposition 15 that would have added between 12 to 15 billion dollars of annual costs of consumer goods and services into uh, the California economy, uh, which is exactly what would have happened if you tax businesses uh, this additional 12 to 15 billion dollars. They're not going to absorb that. They're going to pass that on to the consumers. And I'm not sure what uh, aspect of taxing business property at current assessed values that Californians got. Uh, there was the obvious economic pass-through. Uh, there was the fact that if that if this passed, that people became aware that the next uh, big uh, assault on Prop 13, 1978 Prop 13, would be to go after the assessed values, even though the propaganda machine of the schools and community first organization that was the basically the front for the California Teachers Association uh, that had put this on the ballot said that they were trying to protect the homeowners uh, assessed value, you know, Prop 13, you know, keeping those those values that uh, property is assessed under control. We're trying to protect that, but we want to go after those big, bad businesses. So somewhere along the line, the message that the Teachers Association was trying to sell to Californians didn't find fertile ground. And I'm especially thankful for that because, you know, California voters have long been uh, Charlie Brown. As uh, Lucy says, come on, kick this football I'll really hold it for you this time, only to have the football yanked away. This time, I'm gratified that the California voters saw through that. But, Greg, Proposition 19, which essentially is the same thing, taxing people more on property values passed down uh, through inheritance, um, you had the former chair of the Republican Party come out on a mail piece that was extolling the virtues of Prop 19. You had the former legislative director of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, which, by the way, was was completely opposed to Prop 19. David Wolf, the former legislative analyst for the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association that left three months ago in order to start his own political consulting firm, which, by the way, was largely funded by the Yes on 19 people, was the poster child for this. And on it, he claimed to be the former Howard Jarvis taxpayer legislative director. So he used his title as a former to help promote Prop 19, which the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association was against. Right. And um, a little bit inconsistent in the results there, but I'm going to come back to 15. Uh, that, you know, we certainly can hope and pray that that margin holds up. It's about a little over 3% margin right now. But given the pervasiveness of vote fraud in California, a 3% margin is not a, is not a safe margin. And we'll, we'll ha- you'll have to watch as the cheat-by-mail ballots come in that, uh, whether, that, whether that lead holds up or not. And we'll see, because in 2018, uh, Republican members of Congress that were leading as of Election Day by more than that ended up losing when all of the uh, mail-in ballots, legit and illegit, came in. 
So we'll, we'll, we'll have to wa- you'll have to watch that one closely. The 11% margin on Prop 16 is probably safe. But even then, you couldn't rule out, I wouldn't rule out, especially this year, when we've talked about in our first half, the massive systemic organized vote fraud going on, going on across the country by the Democrat Party. So even that might not be safe. But uh, I wouldn't uh, count 215, Proposition 15 in the win column yet. Well, no, I mean, certainly 3% can, uh, you know, can be turned. But um, I, I think... My my gut feel is is that it won't. Um, but you know, with Riverside County, and I don't know, you live in San Bernardino County. Do you know how many votes are left uncounted as of Thursday uh, in San Bernardino County? I don't. Well, in Riverside County, which has 1.2 million registered voters, 400,000, fully half of those estimated to have been filed, remain un- uncounted. Uh, as of Thursday, which to me suggests, even though even though uh, mail-in ballots were, uh, got to be careful of language here to make sure that this description uh, translates. The mail-in ballots starting on October 17 were processed by the ROV, but not counted officially in terms of their results until they hit the button on election night. So theoretically, all of the mail-in ballots were tabulated and the 400,000 that remain were those that were dropped off or filed on election day uh, that they that still remain to be counted. To me, that is an abject failure of the registrar of voters to dutifully carry out the processing of the vote. And I have it from a number of credible sources that the Riverside Registrar of Voters was in chaos uh, leading up to and on the day of uh, the election because they were understaffed and undertrained, and they weren't able to process it. Compound that with the fact that you had counting machines that failed the night of, uh, that uh, uh, held up the process of counting votes. Uh, To me, it says we've got a systemic issue inside the Riverside Registrar of Voters. Oh, we do. We have, we have we have a system, and we talked about this uh, in the first half. There was a tweet that came out under the name Czar uh, TV, purportedly from Russia. Maybe it actually probably was a real Russian, and he said, and this guy says, and you lecture us about elections, lol. Lots of laughs. That the whole the whole system needs to be redone. That we need to have a trust but verify election system that ensures and assures honest elections. That's essential because even you may lose and you may, lo- you may feel very strongly and the country is very deeply divided over very fundamental issues now. But if, but if at least you believe it was an honest election and the other side, Team Socialist, just got more votes – well, that's what happens in a representative democracy. The voters can get things way wrong and ultimately maybe fatally to the country. But if you realize that it's all a scam, it's a cheat, it wasn't an honest election, the system is, will, will fall apart without honest elections that the vast majority of people believe are honest elections. Yeah, and I've talked to a number of people that actually never voted, that registered in order to vote in this election and vote for Donald Trump. Uh, and I actually thought that the the 
the top-of-the-line result would be a little bit closer uh, than it was. But uh, nonetheless, their reaction to this is, really, this is what I signed up for? I think that's the biggest travesty, and I think the, the die was cast for this when the uh, by and large, many states, including California, decided that vote by mail was going to be the the order of the day. 22 million registered voters in the state of California, 59% were said to have returned a ballot by the day before the election. That was the big uh, marquee accomplishment of the uh Repub- of the uh, California establishment was, look how many people returned ballots, 59%. And yet the system was incapable of dealing with that. But let's get back real quickly to the propositions. The other proposition I think that's notable was the resounding def- uh, approval of Prop 22, which is the tacit defeat of AB5, the, um, the uh, law that made... Uh, independent contracting, essentially illegal in the state of California. California voters approved Prop 22, which was in essence to carve out the app-based drivers to make sure that they could still use the uh, independent contractor status, which which leaves behind a number of different sectors inside AB5. But how do you interpret the passage of Prop 22, Greg? Well, I think people. It was a very, it was a good and effective campaign done by the rideshare companies who had the money to both put that initiative on the ballot, the special carve out just for them, and that's why I didn't vote on it. I didn't vote yes or no on it because it was a narrow special interest carve out of AB five rather than an outright repeal of of AB five. Because now the, who, there's no there's no there's no significant money behind or interest behind repealing all of a of AB5 which has really hurt a lot of people especially in this coronavirus time when they just they they can't earn a living because people they won't take on the burdens of being a full legal employee and or or they like the the freedom they they can I can work when and for whom I want to work so I'm not surprised I'm not surprised at the result of that um However, what I am I am surprised at, and this is and just very disappointed at, and we're going to have to take a break here very quickly, and we'll come back to it. And we'll, let's come back. Let's take a break here, and we're going to come back to talking about propositions twenty and twenty-five, and how those are seemingly very, very different and inconsistent results. After this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the show for the most important office in the entire country. Many people think it's president. Some people even think it might be school board. Uh, And right in between governor, nope, it's the private citizen. And it's about time that private citizens across the United States 
begin to rediscover their political power because it is in their hands. They just don't know how to use it anymore. They have forgotten that they have the power to influence and change America. And I think one of our biggest jobs, Greg, is to put people back in touch with uh, the fact that political power is theirs and they need to learn how to wield it. We're reviewing the California, the results of the California election, mostly focusing on the propositions right now because there's just too much damage and bad news when it comes to evaluating the uh, political offices across California and the results there. As Ed Ring pointed out earlier, uh, we have seven of 53 legislative offices of uh, the House of Representatives. Um, across the uh, the state in Republican hands. We probably took back two of those. Uh, well, that remains to be seen as in his article that we were talking about, he makes the point that of the 22 million registered voters, as of the time that he wrote that article, only 11 and a half million votes had been reported. That's just a stunning result. And I know that across the country, we saw high turnouts in the vicinity of, you know, 70 percent, some uh, established records that we're still scratching our heads about. But given the fact that we only had 11, we have all these uncounted ballots still remaining, the results from the propositions uh, actually show us something that I think is fairly remarkable. When you look at, and obviously there's some exceptions, we're going to talk about Proposition 20 and 25, but when you actually carve out the issues from the politicians, Californians have a shot at getting the issues right because they understand, as in Prop 22, you got to have freedom of choice in your employment relationship. They understand, as in Prop 15, that Giving more money to the politicians does not necessarily fix things. But when you take these issues and you bundle them back up into proposition and into the politicians that originate them, Lorena Gonzalez is the one that passed AB5. She's the one that went after the independent contractor status at the behest of the unions. And yet, when carved out of her uh, candidacy, of her as a politician, voters get that right, that People should have the choice about their employment relationship. But when you bundle it back up into the politician, the the letter D hypnotizes them. And they forget to examine the issues that that politician stands for. So for me, the biggest takeaway for the election here in 2020 is the fact that when you present the California voters with the issues, they have a shot at getting it right and, and you know, defying they're Democrat overlords. When you bundle those issues back up and obscure them within the D of the politicians that they vote for, they completely forget about the issues and they just vote for the D. If they turned out Lorena Gonzalez last election cycle, we wouldn't have AB5. So, you know, to me, this is the biggest takeaway is realizing that for some reason or other, California voters, their allegiance to the D does not allow them to dig deeper into the issues. But when presented with the issues in the form of propositions, they tend to get it right. Well, sometimes. And we talked about whether or not the no on Prop 15, the massive property tax increase, is going to hold up in light of the uh, incoming avalanche of some legit and some illegit uh, vote-by-mail ballots that, are, uh, still, that still need to be counted. But what I found interesting 
in the in the results is the distinction the difference between proposition 20 and 25. Proposition 25 was a referendum put on the ballot by the bail bond industry after the legislature passed a bill that eliminated bail and the so the, their livelihood was at stake so they put it on the ballot and rather overwhelmingly or not overwhelming, but at least by a very solid margin, the California voters said, "No, we're going to keep the bail because we want more. We want the criminals off the street and not immediately be released back onto the street to commit more crimes." That's right now. It's losing fifty-five to uh, forty-four, and that's probably enough margin for that victory to uh, to to hold up. On the other hand. The, the California District Attorneys Association put on the ballot Proposition 20, which, un, which would seek to modify and roll back some of the pro-criminal elements and laws in California, including that you can steal $950 up to that amount repeatedly as many times as you want to with no consequences, basically legalizing petty theft, as well as there are, certain, there are certain offenses that were made as classified as nonviolent and eligible for early release, including human trafficking of a child, rape by intoxication, assault with caustic chemicals, exploding a bomb to injure people, and a long list of others are now eligible for early release. And that would have changed those statute, those offenses back to being you're not eligible for early release because you committed a very violent, dangerous crime and you're a violent, dangerous criminal that should be, that shouldn't not be out on the street. Yet that pro- that one is losing with a no of 62%. And you have to go like, that makes no sense. Is on one, on one proposition, the voters want to keep criminals off the streets and keep themselves safe. And on the other one, they want more criminals back out on the street and don't want safety. And I think what happened here is I I saw these internet ads, and I don't watch a lot of of broadcast TV. They're probably on broadcast TV. Was didn't uh, in any way the ad in no way addressed what the the initiative actually did. Proposition twenty. It just said stop the prison spending scam. And the you're absolutely right. The advertising wins the day. That's the thing I think that's behind Prop nineteen getting uh, approved. Uh, by a similar margin, you were making a big deal about no fail about Prop 15 failing uh, by a very small margin. Prop 19 pass is passing by a similar very narrow margin, but you had a very deceptive advertising campaign on the part of the Yes on 19, which is backed by the Realtors in California. That deceptive advertising included the former chair of the Republican Party. It included the former legislative analyst of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayer Association completely misrepresenting what the bulk of 19 was about and the cost of it to the average homeowner who's passing property down uh, through the inheritance mechanisms. So advertising is a big part of this. Oh, it is. And we talked about before the importance of, as a private citizen, of going through and understanding what these propositions are about, what the candidates really stand for, and not just relying on what the advertising is and taking the, taking the easy way. I want to come back to something that our guest, Ed Ring, was talked about, about being able to communicate our message and what the Democrat Party is doing and what they're about to the voters because they're, they're hurting their most loyal voters the most with their policies 
that are actually for the benefit of and are being funded by the very rich, very very liberal rich, but nevertheless very rich who want to uh, keep you know want preserve their own interests while implementing their liberal policies on that hurt everyone else to assuage the liberal consciousness and make themselves uh, feel better. So specifically, Proposition Twenty. If you could explain to the, if you went to, if you could show the voters that voted no on Proposition Twenty, this list of offenses, and that's only, and the list I'm looking at is only a partial list as well. And I can't read all of them. There's too many here. But you said, should someone who commits rape by intoxication be eligible for early release? If you put that proposition, if you put that question to California voters, what do you think the result would be? 99 to 1? 99.9 to 1? Yep. But our side has been unable to do that, to communicate that. We talked to that a couple weeks ago with Robin Vidston on our show, that uh, she was campaigning against Chris somebody, and then the last name escapes me, for assembly. And this guy had voted for SB 145 that loosened penalties for child molesters. And for AB 22, AB 2218, that pays for transgender drugs and surgery for children, which has the effect of permanently sterilizing the children. And if you, would, if you explain that to the Democrat voter, the vast majority would go, no, they would disagree with that. But our side thus far has been unable, especially here in California, what? to effectively communicate that. And what you're describing is exactly the same thing in certain minority communities. If you explain to the average Hispanic family that Democrats want the ability to go in and give their 14-year-old daughter an abortion if she happens to get pregnant, the average Hispanic family would say, absolutely not. Um, If you explain to the average Hispanic family the values embodied in the Democrat Party, they will reevaluate that relationship. But... It is, you're, you're right, it is the messaging that it was being missed at every turn. It is, and that is all the time we have this week on Unite IE Radio. Uh, tune in next week, and we may have more information about the status of whether the Democrat Party is able to steal uh, this election. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0001.
Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.